Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Hey, welcome back to the Inspiring Leader Show. It is so good to have everybody back on the podcast. It's been a little while. I want to welcome all of our brand new guests to the show, and I want to welcome back all of our longtime listeners and viewers. Really good to be back with everybody again here today. I'd like to start today's show with a statement, right? What better way to engage an audience than starting with a bang? Here's my statement. The essence of leadership is influence. I've heard this said a thousand times. I couldn't agree more. The absolute heart of leadership is influence. And I think what we need to do is recognize that influence and leadership itself can be both healthy or unhealthy. And that is one of the things that we are going to focus on today. As my good friend Doug Smith likes to say, healthy leadership and influence can lead to a ripple effect of positivity. You get team engagement, you get people motivated, people are productive, profits tend to soar. However, if you've got unhealthy leadership and unhealthy influence on your people within your organization, it's not a ripple effect. It's a blast radius, a blast radius of demotivation of people who are feeling terrible about coming to work on a Monday morning, about people who are not feeling engaged, not feeling good about coming to work. And then, of course, market share starts to suffer. It doesn't need to be this way. The problem is there's no user manual for healthy influence and effective leadership. Nobody hands you a book when you walk in and your first day as a leader and says, here's what you need to do, right? That just doesn't seem to happen. No, we need to learn from each other. We need to make sure that we are studying what good people out there are doing. So four years ago, we started this podcast with that in mind. We want to make inspired leadership ubiquitous. We don't want to stop growing. So we started this show where we are showcasing fantastic examples from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Now, this is where we share a lot of common ground with our guest for today. Our guest today cares about healthy leadership. He cares about growing great influence within his organization. This is a person who comes from an S&P 100 organization, and they are building an absolutely phenomenal culture. This is the person that I want to welcome to the show, and I want everybody who's watching right now to join me in welcoming our guest. If you can, please Hit those like buttons, write welcome in the comments, and join me in welcoming to the Inspiring Leaders podcast, our good friend, Mr. Michael Rady, the Vice President of Human Resources of PepsiCo. Michael, welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so good to have you here. Uh, how's everything in uh, in Florida today? You know what? Everything is sort of cleared we we, we missed uh, the hurricane a little bit so there's still some stuff on the coast that are challenging but we've we got by pretty unscathed and everyone's safe so no complaints good to hear good to hear staying safe everybody's healthy around your place yep that's that's the key right well everybody wants to be safe and we need everybody to be safe and healthy and i was really proud of our leadership team as we go into these events you know you're getting round the clock updates and to a person you know, your Pepsi leaders, which I absolutely love, are talking about, we're going to stop operations at this time, we're going to stop operation at this time, so our people don't have to drive home in a hurricane or drive home in a storm. So it was just, it, every time you go through one of these, Terry, it's 
it's it's humbling to be in an organization that 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 has leaders that that act that way. Um, but it's always something that's just very refreshing and rewarding. Rewarding, you know. You know, uh, Michael, it's it's really good to see you here on the show, and I know I'm not alone in doing that. Check this out. Um, here's a little welcome from uh, a good friend of mine from down Texas way, Jessica Bickle. Um, here's another one that we've got coming in from uh, Rakita. So they're and and they keep coming. People this are hitting the welcome. People are saying it's good to have you. So it's really good to see you here on the show. I'm glad that you came and joined us today. I think the thing that we need to do, Michael, is we need to get to know you a little bit. We need a peek into the motivation, into the inspiration that is Michael Rady. So we have this tradition on the show. We've been doing it ever since uh, 2017, January, when our first guest, Meredith Thatcher, came on the show to talk about... um, uh, uh, What were we talking about back then? I don't even remember. I think it was... um, Uh, It was something to do with leadership. But we started asking this question way back then, and that is this. Who or what inspires you? You start off with the tough ones, eh? (laughs) Um, To put it simply, what inspires, when you think about who or what, I I would say, Terry, the pursuit of better is, is what I find inspiring. The pursuit of better? You've got to elaborate. I like this. This is going somewhere. Uh, you know, it started my days when I was <clears throat> probably when I didn't even know what I was I was wanting to do. But as, as a very young um, boy growing up, I had a father who was a basketball coach. And as, a, as, he, as he was always working through the team, what I, what I remember is he was always trying to get better. And even if he would win games, he would come home and break down game films until sometimes four in the morning because he just wanted to get better. And so what I, I, to me, that pursuit of better, I find just, you can find inspiration from a lot of different things. To me, the pursuit of better is, the growth is, is to me contagious. It's, you know, you hear the story of, you hear the saying that winning solves a lot of problems, right? Well, winning solves a lot of problems because people are growing and people are happy. And I just, growth is to me, one of the most fun things you can be around. And, and if you're not part of growth, then you then then you understand what it's not like to be growing and it isn't as fun. And so I think the pursuit of better is is all encompassing because you can look at it from a business lens. You can look at it from like practicing your craft and then you can look at it from a personal lens. And so, you know, I don't know if I can, you know, share a personal story, but I, even if I think on the personal end, how, how it makes you even better, I, I, I go back and at one time, as a new father, anybody or new mother, you know, you can kind of go through this. But I remember I had established this thing called a dolphin show with my kids. And well, it was Brooks at the time, my oldest. He is just under three. And and Terry, what it was is that like you're getting on the floor. We had these stuffed dolphins and we were throwing up. But we had lined up all of us like stuffed animals on the couch. And we were putting on this dolphin show for him. And so what was funny is you know, when you do something like that with your child, you have to do it like 27 times, you know, you can't just do it once. And so it became something you wanted to do. And what was, what, what, and the reason I say this pursuit of better is <clears throat> if you, if you think of the things with a growth mindset, you'll always want to learn and you'll take your learnings from at work to be a better dad or better mom, or you'll take your learnings from being a better parent to, to there because as I was running late for this training, I was supposed to facilitate Terry. And it was, it was, you know, when you're facilitating the training, you never want to be late. You got all those people that are there watching and you're going to talk to them about leadership. So the last thing you want to do is be late to the meeting when you're talking about leadership. Yeah, yeah. And so as, as we got there, though, it was amazing because as I got there and my Brooks just goes, Michael, uh, he's like, my, my son goes, Dad, can we have a dolphin show? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't. I got to get to work. I got to do this training. I'm leading this thing. At three years old, he doesn't care who, I, who I'm leading. He just cares that I'm leaving. And what was, what was crazy is in that snap moment, I go, okay, Brooks, how about three minutes? And he said, okay. Now, thankfully, he didn't even know what three minutes is, but I say three minutes and I let him, I start the time. He's a part of it. And then we set up everything. We do this dolphin show. And then when I got there um, and I'm driving there and I'm trying to like, I know I'm trying to be, I don't want to be late, obviously, but I know I'm going to be, and I'm trying to figure out how can I, I talk through this and I don't want to make excuses. And at the end of the day, what was 
what came out and, and, and it made this training really impactful. As I said to the team, I said, I'm so sorry I'm late. Uh, my son wanted to have a dolphin show. And they laughed and I gave them the equivalent of what this dolphin show was. And at the end of the day, I was able to say, hey, look, sometimes when we're leading our people, there just needs to be a dolphin show. Sometimes somebody needs three minutes, they may need 30. But if you think about it in that context, and what we went through this whole training, we have paid an outside vendor to kind of pick everything up. And what came out as the most like biggest takeaway from this, this training was dolphin show. And it just goes to show you if you have this pursuit of being better, this growth mindset, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna always carry over in everything in every single thing that you do, and you can always keep learning. And I, I, I the last thing I would tell you is I have you read the book um Rebel Talent by Francesca Gino? I haven't, no. It's it's a great book. It's probably one of the best books um, that I've, I've. It's probably one of the best books, Terry, I've, I've read in the last five years. And in there, there's this concept about novel experiences. And then, and I would tell you, in in there's there's no article, there's no where short where we're talking about, we're not talking about mental health, the challenges of burnout in the workforce, and what's going on right now. And um, as we've entered the pandemic, I've picked up a couple new hobbies. I mean, you see my bike in the back and. Um, I've never been one that enjoyed cooking, um, but I started building this. I started cooking, and I've, I'm, I'm making pizzas. I'm, I'm, I'm grilling, and I'm having a lot of fun, which is actually it's a novel experience for me. And, and, and in her book, she talks about how impactful these novel experiences can actually be, even if it's something that you don't necessarily think you're going to enjoy. Um, it's it's really, really impactful. And I would tell you, it's that's the kind of stuff that continues to keep carrying over because you think about things in a different way. So. Um, what inspires me, it's probably a long answer, but this pursuit of better um, is is something that I it just I wake up and when I think about trying to get better, it just gets um, gives me a ton of energy. I love it. I love your the growth is contagious. And by the way, I'm not the only one who loves it. Look at Rakita's in the, into this one again. Uh, we've we've got Jessica in saying she loves the concept. People are really into this, and I have to say. We're aligned, Michael. We're aligned. Oh. You and I, uh, we share a lot of common ground. Look above our heads here. It says never stop growing. This has been a driver for me for sure for a long time. Um, and we could probably keep going on this topic for a long time. But we have a theme today. And, yeah. and I want to get into the theme a little bit yeah. um, with bridging a little bit of a story. And um, I wasn't going to uh, mention this, but I think that people watching the podcast, listening later on, they probably are, some of them may be wondering, how in the world do you guys even know each other? And so this, the backstory is this. I like providing a little context in these things. And the context is, uh, boy, it goes back quite a few months, maybe eight, 10 months back. Uh, got a call from um, uh, AJ Molay, who yes, is a phenomenal producer from New York. Um, I don't even know where he's from. He's all over the all over the world. This guy. He's in Vegas now. Yeah, I know he's in, he's 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 a man on the move. AJ called me up. He said, "I've got a high level executive at a S and P one hundred company. Um, he's starting a podcast with iHeartRadio, and he says I need you in there. I want you as part of the group to help out with this podcast. Um, but then he says you can't tell anybody." <laughs> It was strictly confidential, need-to-know basis only. I wasn't even allowed to tell my wife for a long time. Uh, the short end of the story is that um, uh, you and I met each other. We've been working on this podcast that you have done because you care about leadership. Yes. And just as we're trying to bring in great examples of people who are doing a, a fantastic job with leadership to showcase it for others, it's so funny that this is what you're doing with Pepsi Coaches Corner. Talk to us about the podcast that you, with the help of AJ and iHeartRadio, tell me a little bit about this. How did it start and what's the intention of the show? Yeah, I, look, AJ's, um, if, if there's a, um, you know, just show you a personal story with AJ. I mean, it's funny, we talked to him on the very first night and, you know, having someone not good, but great on the team. Um, someone that's, that's again, the pursuit of better um, is priceless. And so I'll, I'll never forget having this conversation. I was like, hey, look, I, when I get feedback, I just want somebody to be really direct. I don't need the sugar 
coating and my own personal style is like, if you're sugarcoating, I'm going to start probably trusting you. So I just, that's just how I'm hardwired. And I could tell he was like a little awkward around it and he was like, no, but he got it. And like, so we've just had great, like we've just had great dialogue around how to get better and, and, and what to do. And I know, you, you know, you were a big part of that and iHeart was, um, it's been, this has been an absolute dream come true. So I have to give a lot of credit to um, Derek Lewis and he is our South Division president um, for Pepsi Beverages North America. And quite honestly, Derek's one of those leaders that pushes you to be elite. And he had his entire leadership team and he said, what's gonna, he had a one-to-one with all of us as we were forming this new division. And he said, what's gonna be your legacy on being elite? And so I had given some thought and Terry, for me, I said, the leader as a coach concept is really an important one for me. And if you're a leader, uh, if, you, if you think of yourself as a coach, you own your talent, you build, you know, your organization. But what you do when you do that is you own your talent, you drive capability, and then you grow your culture. You don't, you're not passive about any of those three. You own your talent. You don't farm it out to someone else. A coach thinks about that, plans ahead. And so as I was thinking up this concept, um, he goes, I love it. And how are you going to do it? And I said, well, I think the most fun part would be is to take some customers of ours because we have these amazing assets, colleges, universities, and professional sports franchises that can have people that you can either be a fan of or teams you can get behind. And and these folks win. We have folks that have won championships. And, and so I said, this is what I'd like to do. And he said, I love the idea. And then he goes, have it ready for this such and such meeting. And I had like maybe a month to prepare and it's like, get something really good going. <laughs> and so we started off with the with the the um, a husband and wife team with the University of Jacksonville women's lacrosse team, and right. if anybody's seen the story on those two in the Atlantic, it's uh, or the Athletic. I'm sorry, it's really really good, and I would encourage you. And what this this coaching team did, it's husband and wife, they were like lacrosse purists, and they spent a lot of time in the Mid Atlantic, which those who know know, like Mid Atlantic and the Northeast are really like the sort of like it's paramount for lacrosse, right? And um, it's like the Mecca and this, this husband and wife team said, I, I can't get that kind of talent. So what I need to do is change the way the game is played. So what they did is they used data to say, you know, who wins the most games they find out, I think it had something to do with the face-offs and who shoots more, 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 um, makes more shots attempts on goal. That's who it is. So he, he's like in, they said in Florida, we can recruit athletes and we have speed. So let's change the way lacrosse is played. He used a basketball coach from a long time ago, uh, Paul West, uh, what Paul West had with Loyola Marymount team that was very successful. People a lot of times thought that they were just running and gunning in the offense. But in, in the reason I say that is even if you don't know basketball, the story will relate to you. Or if you don't know lacrosse, this will relate to you. Is what they said was, I can't just do what I think lacrosse should be. I have to do what I can to compete. And they changed the way the game was played. And now they're nationally ranked. And now they're, they've had so much success. And we had neat marketing ideas. Think about all the cool stuff we do with branding and Pepsi. And at the end of this, this meeting with all of our executives, Terry, what came out was the most enjoyed portion of that was Coach's Corner. Because these leaders changed the way it was played. And it could resonate because their players rotate every four years. So you always have to be a mindset of planning ahead for your talent. When skill set leaves, you have to be planning. I only have that skill set for this many more years. And so it really resonated with our people. And as soon as we got done and we're high-fiving and the event was, like, the event was going great, Derek looks at me. He goes, what are you doing next? And so he said, so I was like, I said, I'm glad you said that. Bam, bam, bam. Time is money. Let's go. It was, it was hilarious. And so I said, I think I'd like to start a podcast. And that way we can be really consumer centric. We can have it on demand. And our supervisors, leaders, they can they can access it whenever they need to, right? Um, sometimes on the way to the stores or whatnot. And so he's like, I love it. And our head of communications hooked us up with iHeart. iHeart obviously gave us a great producer. And I would say you know, we're really building some fantastic stuff. It's one of those ones where it's learning from these leaders has, has been an amazing journey. All and, and I would highly encourage if somebody goes, oh, I don't want to listen because it's a sports person. I'm, I'm not really into sports. Terry, what's been fascinating is yeah. that, and I know you've been a part of this, like, like John Cooper, Stanley Cup champion, when he gets done, he goes, oh man, it just feels like it's been two minutes because they're having fun. They're not talking about 
free agency. They're not talking about this player or that player. What they're talking about is leadership. And they're getting to expound on on leadership and why they've won championships. And so it has been fantastic. I have to give credit to, again, like that's where you like what's inspiring. Like when Derek's saying what's going to be your legacy on elite, he's he's really getting the pursuit of better. That's a good leader. I mean, you're a good leader, but Derek's a good leader. Here's another good leader right here. I don't know if you saw this comment come in from AJ, the producer of the show. He says, he says, ha ha, love you guys. Uh, Elizabeth comment here. Uh, Michael has started a revolution with coaches corner yeah. at, at PepsiCo. Uh, let's, I'm going to actually pull this up here. Well, and, Terry, the cool yeah. thing about this, the cool thing about it is, and, and the premise of the, of the whole piece is building the leaders, a coach concept. And as you build the leaders, a coach concept, we're only partnering with our customers to do so. So not only are we building our capability, but we're building deeper partnerships with our customer. And so it's a, it's a, it's a very, like call it enterprise, it's an ecosystem way of building leadership and capability in your organization. And we're also building the brands and reputations of these leaders, which has is, is been phenomenal. This is a theme, and I want to get to that in a little bit here, um, because you're really all about connecting with people, partnering with people. But look at the talent that that's come out. I mean, you're making my little podcast look like a couple of sticks rubbed together. Dick Vitale yep. is your announcer. Yes. I mean, you didn't call me to do the announcing. I mean, you <laughs> <laughs> you had Dick Vitale. Then, then there's the uh, April show, Don Mattingly from yes. the Miami Marlins, uh, Robert Jones from Norfolk State University. Yes. Then you got John Cooper, Stanley Cup champion. Uh, listen, this one hurts. I've been a Habs fan. My father oh. got me hooked on Montreal. And he, I mean, what's happening right now, uh, Montreal has been struck by lightning. And it's yeah. all John Cooper's fault. And uh, I got to say, the the talent that you guys, Tamika Catchings, Marianne Stanley, folks, if you have not tuned in to Pepsi Coach's Corner, starring Michael Rady, you got to check this out. It's yeah. fantastic. And you do a really good job of the host of this show. How do you do this? You're You're running a human resources department by day, and you're a host of a podcast by night, inspiring all of the leaders within Pepsi and outside of Pepsi, I mean, uh, listen, if I had a hat on right now, I'd be taking it off in homage to Michael Rady. Well, thank you. That's humbling, especially coming from you. I, it's, 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 um, it's a labor of love. I, I remember you have to have support at home too, because I remember doing this and it was going to be extra time. And I just remember before I started sort of kind of contracting with my wife, Amanda, who's like absolutely my foundation, my rock. Um, I just said, hey, I said, um, I have an idea to do this podcast and it's getting real traction. And she's like, she knows I have this entrepreneurial side of me. And she's like, you have to do that. And I was like, yeah, I think it's going to take some time away from home. And, um, you know, and so we just try to plan things out. And, I, you know, you talk about just I think this is where I had this conversation, too, because <clears throat> Mattingly brings this up and he says we ask him about having a difficult conversation because there's if you think about it. Terry, in a sense, there could be almost like a, and I said, not a public shaming, but you're dealing with competitive athletes and you may have to go out in front of 40,000 fans and make a move, pull someone out of the game. And I was like, how do you have that conversation? Because you're going to need that person to have their confidence still the next few days, right? It's so different than any leader on this call or any person in any function that has to give feedback. You still need people to be successful, um, not just necessarily in four days, but probably even the next day in our world. And so it, he said, I, I have a conversation at the beginning of the year. And I tell people, sometimes you're not going to like what I, I have to say. And if you, if you don't like it, let's talk about it individually. Let's not do this in front of the media because then it ends up becoming a problem and whatnot. And so he sets that established, yeah, establishes that contract up front. And I actually think that there's some real magic to that because if you think about it, how often do we as leaders or supervisors say, how do you want feedback? There's going to be times where I may have to get, how, how would you like me to engage in even just doing that, Terry? could be very inspirational. Can you imagine somebody on the drive home going, wow, that leader cares enough to say, how do I want feedback, whether it's positive or negative? And so <clears throat> that one to me is awesome. And I would highly encourage too, I think, um, here's a, another funny story, because you asked me about the, what's funny is that, um, I think 
we were doing some voiceover edits. I saw after midnight. So you have a full-time job and then you have another job that you got to get to. And thank goodness that AJ's on. He's a slave driver, AJ, man. He's yeah, tough. Um, but you know, you don't do it if you don't have a good support group. It starts with my wife, you know, being supportive. It starts with obviously having the team at iHeart and and you, um, and and AJ really just has been very very helpful. But I, I, if you think about it, and I would highly encourage anybody to do this because, again, another funny story. I was, you know, I hadn't seen my parents through this COVID piece since December of 2019. And when we got vaccinated, we sort of went on this barnstorming tour to my wife's parents that we hadn't seen in the same kind of time frame, and my parents. And not to say one podcast is better than the other, but th there is some, like, even though I know it's tough, like with the, with the score, right. The, you know, the, the way it's going at three to one right now for lightning, but um, it is, it was, it was an awesome event because Terry, my dad's 80 and my mom's 79. And I get a text at 1147 in the evening. And my dad says, and like, he said, can you talk? No, at 79, 80, I don't want to think everything's bad, but I'm like, okay, did my mom fall? Did something go up? <laughs> I know what you mean. Recently. And yeah. I call him because I'm thinking something's wrong. And, and I, I pick the, and when I, I, he picks up the phone, he goes, Michael, I just got to tell you, Cooper's, he may be better than, I didn't think he'd get better than Maddeningly. Cooper's is outstanding. He's like, not just any coach of, like, he says, not just a, a coach, but any coach should listen to John Cooper. And and then when you do, if you go like do a Google do a Google search on John Cooper, J O N Cooper, Lightning Coach, he has won at every level, like at the minor league hockey, all the way through, and he's won a championship within the first couple of years. And so you ask him, I mean, he's just amazing. And then even when you're asking him, hey, Coach, how, are you you've won at all these levels. I would think it's hard to sort of learn and grow, or even because you have all this affirmation, you're doing the right thing. And he said from the very very beginning. I thought to myself, who's coaching the coach? So even, you know, getting back to this growth and pursuit of better, he's even wanting to get better. And if you listen to that podcast and I, you know, it's a great Pepsi relationship with Venix Sports Group and, and Tampa and Tampa Bay Lightning. But for us, but I manage, and I, I know there's a lot of fans out there. I sure hope that I, I sure hope they win. And, and I, I've just become a massive John Cooper fan just because of how he leads and um, how he directs the team. And, and, you know, it, it, he is a fascinating individual. And, and if you listen to his podcast and then you see a Google search on what he's done, every leader can take that away and you'll, and, and you'll see, okay, I understand why this guy wins. I understand he's, why he wins. He, it hurts because He's smacking down the Habs right now. The Habs are still, they've got, they've got heart. They do. They really have heart. Uh, it's, it's great to see a good Canadian guy uh, like John Cooper leading a team like Tampa Bay. They're doing such a great job. You're doing an amazing job at bringing out these little stories and techniques and leadership perspectives from professional sport coaches. And I think that that is really, it's, I mean, it's been like a PhD for me to be involved in the back end of this, this podcast that you're doing. And I think that uh, I want to give you kudos because the innovation and creativity to bring a message to your people in such a way, um, I don't think I could say it better than Michelle does. What does she say here? Uh, yes, he has. It's so awesome to work for such an amazing leader. You know, you know, this person. I do. I'm very you know, well. <laughs> There's some great talent on this team. Michelle's fantastic. You know, we have so many people from Pepsi that are actually signed up watching this right now. Folks, if you're out there from Pepsi uh, right now, let's let's see some hearts. Let's see some thumbs up. Let's see a little activity from our friends over there at... Uh, do we? Is it going to come up on the screen? We may, maybe it's not going to come up. Well, here's a great story. Even the, you even talk about Michelle. Like, so you think about all the, the 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 great people you have on your team and what can happen. And you know, I think someone here they put put down growth is contagious, right? I think Kella put down growth is contagious. And yeah, um, you know, just like Derek's challenging us to be elite. Um, you know, when we we were trying to be on our quest to develop our HR team and and we built. Uh, what we call HR pods, and it was a capability effort. And um, Michelle has led all of that work for us. And so it just, you put somebody, you give them an opportunity to perform and grow and, and develop a quality content. I, I would put her program of HR pods from an HR capability perspective, I would put that up against any program I've ever seen in my entire 20 years. 
Uh, uh, this is interesting. So what HR pods is what it's called? Yeah. So it, it gets on the concept of pod learning. And so what we found out is that in a lot of our calls, um, and, and Terry, I think one of the books you and I talked about was um, Billionaire Coach. Is that what it was? Uh, billion Dollar oh, Coach. Uh, trillion Dollar Coach. Trillion Dollar Coach. Bill yes, Campbell, you know. right. So we started talking about Trillion Dollar Coach. And uh, we got that for the team or whatever. But what we were noticing is in large group calls, people weren't engaged. Um, and so when people weren't engaged, it was like, well, do we really need to have these calls? And what we were finding is that our teams were telling us they wanted to be a part of large calls, but they didn't necessarily want to speak, but they wanted to be and have connected them. So what I would tell you is when she built the program, she built a program to build our HR capability, functional capability, not on um, like administrivia and those types of things, really big things like talent and um, change culture and and being conscientious uh, disruptors and really trying to challenge some of the, the things that are going on. And so she put together a program that has multi-layers of, I'll call it complexity, but multi-layers of development. So in it, we have um, she started with the structure of the teams are going to be multi-layered. So you'll have people in the early career segment, kind of mid-career on that team. Then you also have a coach of that pod because now you introduce the concept in a big call. Then they go off in their pods and they have like four weeks or whatever to learn. And as they're learning and they're growing, they're trying some of these concepts out with their business partners. Then they have a safe environment where they can reflect and be connected. But then what we also did, and she sort of had the teams who are leading these and they're on the cusp of becoming like a director and executive in an organization, put in a Hogan assessment for them so that they can actually get to even a higher level, which is earlier than what we traditionally introduce Hogan for leaders. But she put that in place so that we can get develop leaders. And it's sort of like an ascension capability effort where you're, you're pulling people through the system faster and by giving them these experiences. And so it's a really, really cool program. And she, shirts, uh, there's like all kinds of swag and stuff like that to make the team feel connected and it's a safe environment. And I think it was just, a, again, in my 20 years of, of, of HR, it's probably one of the coolest HR capability programs I've ever seen. You know, we, we have, uh, I'm going to guess, out of the over 400 people watching right now live, probably 200 are senior HR people or, or HR executives. It's good to have these examples come up. Here's Allison. The HR pods are amazing. So many great conversations have come from my pod connects. Great work, Michelle. Then we've got Kate on here. Uh, Kate says HR pod concept is truly elite. Uh, obviously, this is working out. This is really a great idea. There's one other thing I'd love to get to. I mean, we're we're open. I mean, if this conversation's rolling, we're going to go with it. But there's one concept that I want to introduce, and I want to introduce it with a short video and then talk about it. You okay with sure. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let me do this. I'm going to set it up. Um, let me play this, and let's let's check this message out. This is cool. Yeah, stronger you, together. You this this whole initiative, uh, the the brainchild of your team. You guys yeah. brought this forward. I want you to talk a little bit about this because I think uh, you know. There's this term that I've got in my head that I learned a long time ago um, called interbeing. Interbeing basically reflects the fact that like it or not, we're not all just individuals walking around. We have an effect on each other. We are better together. We're stronger together. When I saw this, when you told me about this, um, I was pretty excited about this. Explain what this is. What is this amazing creative initiative that you've got going with Pepsi? 
Yeah, and you know, interesting story to start that off. Like this, this goes, and every person who's on this call has probably wrestled with this, is that when you have an open role, um, you want to get it filled. And then whenever you fill a role with that you don't feel like, ah, this is definitely the person, those typically don't ever work out well. And um, we held, Derek and I held out on who we wanted for this role. And there was a person who, Elisa Baker, who um, we had that we put in as our head of communication. We had to wait longer than what we wanted to. We were forming a new division and we needed a comms person, um, you know, but we we wanted to wait for the right person and, and we, we, we got that person. And this has been the, uh, sort of a creation of our comms team, our marketing team. And again, this goes to, when you think about this, Terry, we talk about Derek um, Lewis, our president, trying to, you know, what's going to be your legacy on being elite. And this is one of the things that came out. It started in um, our, I think, with some with tornado relief in Nashville recovery. Uh, we right. were able to leverage a band like Low Cash that has a lot of brand recognition and named a very good talented team, uh, musicians. And so it started there and then we just, it just started swelling and, and growing. And, you know, now we're in the communities, we're building basketball courts, we're partnering with our customers. Um, you know, in Memphis, we had a six week mentoring program that was helping bridge the gap between police and communities. And then we also even had a coach's corner for the community and brought, um, you know, some mentoring along. We've, we've cleaned up um, water. Uh, you know, we had a, we partnered with an a, association to clean up the Bay, Tampa Bay areas. You know, it's, it's about being, we're strong together is is really about us with the community being in the community and and being a part of the communities we serve and it's more than just giving back it's being proactive about doing so and it's leading the way and and it's been a fantastic venture there's a lot of people that can just you can really get your arms wrapped around and and, and get excited about it we've we've been able to leverage like shaquille o'neal and big names and you know i think you see in there like as, as, as every organization continues down the path and, and grows with the racial quality journey. Um, it's, you know, it is about having conversations. It's about being in the communities and how much we've given to the community and, and not just given the community in dollars, but given the community in, with just our presence um, and how we, how we engage. And, and, and I would tell you our, we're not doing it because of this, but our overall Pepsi brand health is growing, and you, and you can tell it's growing. Uh, we have data that shows it's growing, and it's it, it's growing because of what we're doing in the communities. Look at this education providing real opportunities for next generation, community strengthening the bonds that keep us connected, environment working towards sustainability for uh, a sustainable uh, future for all. Pardon me. Um, there's Shaq. Yeah, no, it's really. It's about, we have these platforms around people, business, and community, and yeah, that's really. Yeah. And, and it's. Uh, I like this. You're you're teaming up with some of your your top clients, your yes. valued clients. You're working together with them to make a difference and make the world a better place. You're supporting uh, small businesses that have been hurt through this uh, this pandemic. Um. You're like I said, you're working with all of these great organizations. This is really innovative, really cool. Um, yeah, join the movement. I, I see that and I'm thinking, how do I join the movement? This is great. <laughs> it's been fantastic. And, and and people in the community can be a part of these events too, as well. And so yeah. um it's it's a it's a spectacular program. And again, it it all starts by putting the right people in the right roles and and then and then allowing them to be inspired um, and, and to deliver great material, great content results. Yeah. And it's taken off. So it started with your team yeah. and now it's uh, what, what's the deal with it now? It's really expanded and it's exponential. Yeah. It's a, we're actually now getting into more of a national scope. It's it started in our division. Now it's becoming adopted nationally as when we went to our division structure, we really wanted to be nationally great locally, even better. So we wanted to take decision-making and put it out towards uh, that's really in an area that's closer to our consumers. And that has really fueled a lot of this innovation and a lot of the, the ideas that are coming up here. Fantastic. We got some more comments going on. It's uh, people in the chat are really liking this. What do we have here? We've got, uh, uh, is it Idris? Idris. Idris. Not only is it important to do well, but also to do good. Yes. Absolutely. 
Uh, like I said, another HR person here. Um, we've got so many people that are connecting with us. Um, you, you tend to wield the influence sword. You're doing an amazing job. And I think a lot of people are really uh, interested in what it is that you have to say. Our younger uh, audience are not going to relate to this one, but maybe you will. Do you remember that old uh, commercial that used to be on TV for E.F. Hutton? Yeah, when when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Michael Rady talks, people all stop and listen, right? They're all they're all interested in what in the world's going on. Um, I have a couple of more questions for you I want to get to. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let me see. What's my next question here? i got to bring it up so I remember what it is. Um, let's talk about advice. What advice can you offer to the people, maybe new leaders out there, HR people out there, anything that all of your years of wisdom can maybe help us to see a little better? Who knows? What I, do you say? I, I, I'll, the advice that I... I picked up and I bet it was probably in high school and it stuck with me today that I think is still relevant. Negativity breeds negativity. It's cancerous and avoid it. And, um, you know, as a, I started playing tennis at 14 years old and I said, I want to play professional tennis. Most people laughed at me. Um, It's probably more of a delusion than it was a dream, but um, in doing so I went out and just worked and worked and worked. And I, and I noticed that, when I would surround my people, when I'd be around people who would want to say, well, you can't do that. You can't do this because of that, whatever. But I ended up getting to play in college. I got to play against people. I, I never got a world ranking, but I got a chance to play people who did. And so, Terry, what I would say is <clears throat> that that has stayed with me my entire career. Um, negativity breeds negativity and it's cancer. And it's hard to get the growth that you want when you're around people who are negative. And so negativity breeds negativity. That's And stay away from it. That, that would be my advice. Coming from a very humble guy, Indiana State University, right? Um, division yeah. one level, division one level tennis player. This is not coming from somebody that just dabbled in it. This is somebody who absolutely tuned into this and made it part of who they are. You're uh, you're into running now. You're you know what? That's a long distance running. I did. I, I used to run. Um, I used to run a lot. And um, did marathons and all that stuff. That was always a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, even then, think about that. Like when you do marathon training, you start from the end to go back because you have to be able to cover 20 miles over X. You know, if you want to run 26.2 miles at a given pace, you have to be able to do 20 like two weeks out. And so even if you think about development plans and developing people, one of the cool lessons we learned from Erica Dombach, which her episode is going to be released next week, is I was, and she's also the assistant coach for the women's national soccer team that's headed to the, for the U.S. team that's headed to the Olympics. And, she, and I asked her the difference. I was like, hey, what's the difference? Or how does helping, uh, the, you know, coaching at the U.S. national level and pros help you in your, in your world in college? And she said, it's interesting. She goes, it's, it's sort of made her more efficient. Because now she starts with the end in sight and works right. back. Oh, and I like so, that. Yeah, I think that that to me is a, is, is a really cool one. So it, beginning with the end in mind, that was, uh, that was um, oh, what's his name? Um, Habits of Highly Effective People there. Stephen Covey, right? Stephen Covey. Right. Um, so did you, at Pepsi, did you guys start with the end in mind of knowing that you were going to rack up 15 awards for the most ethical company. Is that? <laughs> no, I don't think we, I don't know. We started off with that. I know that we, I know we wanted to, you know, we, we have a culture that we want to have. And, you know, I think we have a great, we have a great leadership behavior called the great five. We have a PepsiCo way. And, you know, I think those, those sorts of programs and, you know, any business school will tell you, you need a vision mission statement and some of those things, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily, is I think it's all situational. Like for us, it's a great five and we have different behaviors. It's around relationships, execution, agility, thinking, and growth. But I think what we've done that's been really good, Terry, is that we've simplified it. We made it very simple. And our leaders ha- ha- were very intentional and purposeful in making um, our leadership behaviors something that could be simple that you can remember and you can, and you can latch on to. So I, I do think that some of the things that we are seeing and some of the success is because we are simplifying the agenda. We are setting high aspirations, but we're, we're, we're making things simple for people to, to be able to achieve. 
A couple more comments before I get to my last question here. Here's Jeff. Uh, He loves how natural the conversation is. Kudos to Michael and PepsiCo. I agree with that 100% for planning, change, and following through. Also appreciate real CSR. Uh, Good on you all. Um, Yep. Um, That's fantastic. And then here's another one I wanted to show. Here is a world-class communication expert. Um, somebody that I know fairly well, just finished reading her book. It's one of the best books that I have read in a decade. I'm not kidding you. Uh, Lucille Osai, um, uh, Influence. And Lucille, you're going to have to type it in because it's it's coming out of my mind at the moment. It's um, in- Influence to Lead, I believe it is. Uh, it'll be, uh, we'll post it up as soon as it comes. She's saying, you know, the communication teams, kudos to your communications teams for crafting a strong message. That's pretty high praise from somebody of her caliber. Like I said, world-class communication person. Um, uh, she's gonna, she's gonna, uh, wrap my knuckles pretty hard later on for, for getting the title of her book on a live show. Okay, I got one more question for you. Let's see what in the world this is. What is inspired leadership to Michael Rady? Hey, it's it's the inspired leader show. We've got I, to touch on this. Um, I, Terry, it's everything. Um, without it, it's the it's the, it's the genesis. It's it, without it, um, you don't you will never get the followership that that you need or that's required. Um, you'll never have your teams operating on their own. We, we always talk about, does the team have the it factor? And what's been very, very evident and through these coaches, it's interesting because Cooper has a great quote that goes, on bad teams, no one leads. On good teams, coaches lead. And on great teams, players lead. And I think as our organizations, when we get into the it factor and we have the right teams, it's not us that's leading our teams. It's our teams that's leading our teams. And they're doing it within themselves. And so um, if you don't have inspirational leadership, you'll never get the followership um, to have your team evolve. And again, I'll go back to Erica Dombach has won national championships, our national national championship at Penn State. She's a women's soccer coach there again, um, assistant on the women's national team, US women's national team. And she has this whole piece that she goes through and on finding the it factor. And she says, as soon as I realize we have the it factor, she goes, I let go. I turn it over to the team and they lead and they win. And she said, and she talks about how, if you don't have it as a leader, you end up muscling the talent and trying to force things. And you'll, your, your team can never just perform. And I think that muscling piece is something that a lot of times maybe we have to sort of get ourselves to pull back from. You have to try to have a very intentional focus of getting the it factor on your team so that they can lead and grow and they can do this on their own. And that to me, when you ask me what sense, like it's everything, Terry. You you kind of came full circle, I think, to where I started the show and opened it up, which is the difference between that ripple effect of positive leadership, positive influence. Um, it's a million little things. When somebody says to me, you know, tell me what the essence of leadership is. Of course, influence is a big part of it. But how do you influence? It's a thousand different things, as you've just been saying. Without those things, if you are trying to push leadership on people, if you were trying to influence people by pushing them, that's where the blast radius comes in. I really appreciate what you just said. Um, Been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Let me just see if we've got anything else. Oh, here we is. (laughs) Lucille, I apologize. Influence and thrive. Influence and thrive. Uh, like, Like I said, at the very top of my reading list, strong recommendation, um, I think, uh, I'm going to send a book over your way, Michael. That's a really good one. I, I was going to say, if you don't, I'll buy one. Still, <laughs> I'm excited to read it. All <laughs> right. There, there we have it. Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the show. This means a lot to me and I can tell that it means a lot to everybody that joined us, all the people that participated putting the uh, comments into the chat and all the rest of it. It's really good to hear your perspectives your experience, things you're doing, the creativity, the innovation that you're bringing 
to help people become better leaders and to help your organizational culture. Uh, phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. This has been, this will probably be my funnest call of the week or my funnest talk of the week. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, talking about leadership is a passion and it's, um, you know, I think it's just been something that when you talk about that pursuit of better and, and wanting to achieve, you know, different things, those are team efforts. Those are team, those are team goals. And so being a part of it, I think we have a lot of our team here, even on the call today. So I think that just shows you how fortunate um, a person can be when you, when you surround yourself with great people. So. You've got a fantastic team. I love uh, interacting with them on LinkedIn, um, wherever we come across each other. Uh, kudos to you. Kudos to everybody there. And congratulations on this 15th Most Ethical Company Award and Thank everything you. else that you're doing with Stronger Together with the uh, the podcast, with the Pepsi Coaches Corner, partnership with iHeart. Uh, everything you're doing, man, I am a huge fan. Again, thanks for coming on the show, Michael. You're awesome. Terry, thank you so much. You have a great day. Okay. Take care. Well, folks, that is it for another Inspiring Leaders podcast episode. Hope you've enjoyed this. I want to invite you, if you know anybody who would be a great leader on this show, reach out. Reach out and send me an email at info at executivecoaches.ca info at executivecoaches.ca. We've got a really cool show lined up for you today. I'm not ready to announce the date yet, but keep your eyes peeled. We've got the chief technology technology officer from Hootsuite, Ryan Donovan, is going to join me as my next guest. Can't wait to dig into another great episode, give some more inspiration to the leaders out there. It's been a pleasure having everybody as part of the show today. Thank you all very much. Have a good rest of the day, a good morning, a good evening, depending on where you're located, and make sure that you're not a stranger. Be safe, stay well, and bye for now.